2: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast, number four sixteen. What do you use your face in your phone about? What? Why is your face in your phone?
3: No, no. I just don't want to be like Matt, that just trying to get his voice out there in every single episode as much as he can. I'm, I'm kind of more comfortable with myself, so I'm cool with just being quiet here. Well, but you just I'm not him the out kind of it. guy. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to just keep on talking to have his voice heard on any kind of thing. So you're not that kind of guy. I'm not that you know the kind of guy. Well, you are doing, right doing it right What? I'm sorry. Right now? No, no, not that kind of guy. Thank Did you so much, Kyle, for the coffee and a banana and a banana. Then you let him use your credit card? the debit cards even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I always forget my pin so I write it on the back of course. <laughs> Well, um, uh, a lot of stuff happening I noticed You're performing at the Punchline soon, is that correct? Yes, uh, October 10th through 12th, I'll be doing the Punchline in San Francisco with Nick Youssef. Oh, nice, Nick's great. Nick is great, and we'll be there, and I have some limited edition posters made by Garrett Ross that I'll be selling. Look at this little guy
2: headlining. Uh, At Midnight is starting on October 21st, so uh, that's Comedy Central Midnight. It's the Twitter handle and the time that it's on, and the name of the show. It's all wrapped up in one convenient name, At Midnight. Uh, right after Colbert, starting October 21st. Please watch it. Um, I'd like to thank Audible for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Uh, Audible.com slash Nerdist. If you've listened to an audiobook, you probably have listened to Audible. It was probably an
3: Audible audiobook. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's the only kind I hear. <laughs> M- most audiobooks are Audible. No, I, no, but that's the name of the company, if too. If it's not Audible, turn the volume up. No, I understand, Jonah.
2: <laughs> no, if it's not Audible, turn the volume down because it should be Audible. Yes. com Nerdist. For sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Uh, they have over a hundred thousand titles to choose from. Every genre, Audible has a cover, that's audible.com slash nerdist. Use that for a free audiobook download. So our guest today is Adam Scott, who you probably know from Parks and Rec or Party Down or a million other things. Uh, Adam really is infuriating because he's super handsome, really funny, hyper articulate, really smart guy. He's pretty much he's pretty
3: much everything. Yeah, he's a good dude. I used to work with his wife, Naomi. And he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. He's nice, too. He's very nice. Fucking asshole for being nice and smart
2: and brilliant and talented and attractive. Uh, But his new movie, uh, ACOD, opens today, October 4th. So go see it, Adult Children of Divorce. Uh, And here's Adam Scott on the Nerdist podcast, number 416.
4: Now entering Nerdist.com.
5: Not eat this during the th- no, you unless should.
1: you want me to. We're actually cataloging for our Foley, uh division of nerdists. <laughs> uh-huh. so we and need... we're
2: very we have very specific sound effects. One of them is Adam Scott eating an apple. Oh, that's yeah. so crazy! Yeah, that no. I brought it. This.
1: Really is perfect. <laughs> I is actually... The last one we were trying to get. Too. I am so glad you got that email I sent. An your organic, manager. golden, yeah, delicious. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah and then great. later we'll do Gala and Granny. Fantastic. Um, but... I have to go
2: home to get the Granny though. Is that cool? Yeah, no, that's no, fine. Okay. It's worth I it. That's what we're here for. We've been mean, following you for a while, just collecting life Foley that's great. <laughs> From you. That is great. Uh, and when we recreate you, me shifting in bed.
1: <laughs> wait till you hear you buttoning a shirt. It's uh, incredible. I can't wait. At bottom to top.
5: Yeah. Do you have me waking up with an
2: iPad on my face with Friday night lights blaring <laughs> yep. in my earphones? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's listen, this project has taken several years and mm-hmm.
1: close to $10 million. Yeah, but
5: $10 million. Actually, it's really
1: worth it. We actually have you reacting to the entire Peter Berg catalog. Oh great! Yeah. Your battleship sounds are
4: amazing. <laughs>
1: so use you, 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 Okay, even for an improv, that was a weird pull. <laughs> the entire Peter Berg
5: catalog. What were you guys? Were you guys with me when I was alone at the ArcLight watching Pain and Gain?
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. We were back there. <laughs> we the... also weirdly we have you reacting to First Run Chicago Hope oh that's fantastic <laughs> that... oh, why do I know so much about Peter Berg's career <laughs> does that also count with the Linda Fiorentino movie the
2: last uh... yeah, yeah yeah, that whole last, seduction. Seduction. Oh, last seduction. seduction yeah the whole Nightmare which seduction. by the way is a fucking great movie terrific yeah do you remember have you seen it yeah I've seen it oh, oh it's man. so good John
5: Dahl made some great movies he did uh, Red Rock West too which was so good that you one,
1: one remember I remember that one. Oh, it's so good well what happened well, well hang on, we'll just play a clip of him watching it.
2: <laughs> and it's just him going, This is so good. It- <laughs> In nineteen ninety-five. <1995. laughs> wow, this is terrific. The audio quality's not great, you know. It was it was ninety five technology. Right. It was much harder back then.
1: Also my wool flannel shirt kind of rubbed up <laughs> against the mic. <laughs> yeah, we got that taken out in post actually so Ow. we you can guys, do a lot now you think of everything
2: well yeah. we have a wool filter that takes any wool oh.
1: sounds that's where all the money went
2: that's where a lot of it went yeah you guys it's you a might know kind of adam
1: scott as the bridge officer of the defiant in star trek first contact that's right <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is pretty amazing
1: yeah two lines i
2: love first great. contact too by the way first contact is a fucking great movie
1: huge success yeah that was a big hit at yeah. the time it was giant for for star trek especially
2: I love that Jamie Cromwell. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, he just got an Emmy. He's got an Emmy. Which
2: I gotta say, he was pretty fucking great on American Horror Story. He was pretty great on that show. What does it mean that he wasn't great in? I've never seen him be bad in anything.
5: I haven't seen American Horror Story.
2: It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very silly, but the but the actors are so fucking good on it. Yeah. That it's just it's a blast to watch. I dig it. I'm looking I'm looking forward to the new one. So
1: what was your reaction when you read the script and you're like, Oh, I get to say there's another ship coming in? It's the Enterprise. I au- good read, by the way. <laughs> I <laughs> I auditioned for some other part, like
5: one of the Lieutenant Hawk, I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably no, what you auditioned for. No idea. But well, Matt's just gonna tell you whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> it was a much larger part, yeah, obviously. That's who Hawk. played that who played Lieutenant Hawk? Uh McDonough oh yeah yeah i think that was the yeah well, i know um yeah i was right <laughs> why even go
2: through this charade of trying
5: to figure it out
2: i mean everything you're saying is just a waste of energy right, right now since i know what you're i know was i was originally. with you
1: i was recording yeah. your voice during the audition Been there since before the inception of the Nerdus foley department i was like someday. um
5: and then uh and so i went and did that that smaller that smaller part and uh was literally in and out of there. You know, I was out by like 11 a.m. It was really... Because Jonathan Frakes was directing it. Yeah, he was super
1: cool. He's the best. Love that guy.
2: How many other ones did he direct?
1: Uh, Insurrection uh, and First Contact were the two Trek movies he did. He did a bunch of the episodes, though. Really good ones. Was
5: Insurrection the last one of the kind of of that
1: crew? no that was nemesis that's right insurrection was the second to last one which uh, is not a great movie and uh there's a commentary track that Frakes recorded with marina sirtis that they just make fun of the movie the entire time about how bad it is but paramount has never released it oh. really like they recorded the for the dvd and they were like we're not we're camp at the side <laughs> <laughs> i want to get a hold of it so bad have you ever had Frakes do star trek no, he's very busy right now. He'll be he'll be free after Christmas.
2: Matt does a fun show here at Meltdown called Star Trek, where they basically watch the worst Star Trek episodes. And yeah, and oh
1: awesome! Kamal and of... I do it. And oh we, great! Yeah, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and
5: w- what about Nemesis? Who directed Nemesis? That was a uh, Bird.
1: Uh, who just a Bird? <laughs> that was a, his, <laughs> like his last name is Bird. <laughs> was, wasn't his... his last name is Bird. <laughs> oh Simon Bird. Uh no, no Simon if... Bird's a young British actor. you it up. right. Look it up. Simon uh, Birch? Uh, <laughs> yes, it was Simon Birch, that <laughs> wonderful little kid yeah. who
2: charmed us all. <laughs> it was Simon, the kid, now you know my name is Simon, and I <laughs> the like Mike to Star Trek movies. Well, the uh, Mike Myers thing. Baird.
0: Stuart Baird. Now,
2: the Simon thing, just to go off on a tangent that no one's going to give a shit about, that, that character that he did in, in SNL. I don't think was accidentally based on a character from the Captain Kangaroo show, which was a little kid who would draw these pictures that would come to life. And it was the same song. He would go, Now you know my name is Simon, and the things I draw come true. And so it was. I always remember watching Mike Myers and going, okay, is he doing an homage to that? Right. Or is he remembering a character? Or is it a satire of that? Right. Look it up,
1: Katie. Well, it's Mike Myers, so he was obviously
2: referencing something. He might have been He might yeah. have been referencing something. Wow, I
5: haven't seen anyway. Captain Kangaroo or thought about ca- Captain <laughs> Kangaroo for quite some time.
1: So I'm, I'm a little lost
2: now, but Captain Kangaroo directed Insurrection?
1: Yeah. Now, uh, Stuart Baird, who was uh, an editor previously to that, that was the first thing he directed. Well, he's directed other movies since, yeah. yeah. But why did all those ping pong balls fall on, on Picard?
2: what I don't even <laughs> sorry it's a Captain Kangaroo reference oh okay uh, alright come on you should remember this we're close to the ball. same age yeah what are you doing I don't know <laughs> why, why I do you... not
1: remember the ping pong balls
2: you can't why can't you remember the things but, that I remember uh, No, thank you why don't we have
5: the same
1: brain
2: <laughs> why are we different beings
1: thank you for finally getting the audio of Adam not getting a joke <laughs> Five. Success! <laughs> it's hard to get one by
2: him, too, yeah, so it's, hard. it's taken a long it's time. It's been a long process. You've been after that one. Yeah. Four years. Oh, so long. I am your wife. Um, <laughs> what? There's no...
1: Katie, isolate this!
2: <laughs> cool visual gag for the podcast.
1: <laughs> it's all been a lie. Now get your ass to miles. Did you get to keep your uniform? I would have asked for it. On Star Trek? Oh no, no! Again, I was there it. for like two and a half hours. You could have fit it in a knapsack. <laughs> I
5: probably could have. Yeah, it Listen. does. It, it's a. It is cool it's a cool uh looking uniform right yeah that was a good one and i had like blood on my face and stuff <sighs>
1: he'd been through some shit on the defiant so bridge does the ship blow up the defiant gets saved it gets saved yeah. okay it was adrift, but salvageable because deep space nine was still on anyway. why don't we just we talk
2: to adam show. for an hour about the two hours that he spent I we, t- we will talk <laughs> the same amount of time that he worked on <laughs> star <laughs> trek
1: 30 seconds of just, just a moment by, in real time
2: a moment by moment well i showed up <laughs> It was 1996. <laughs> <laughs> you have been working for you you've been working I think maybe longer than I have, which is a which feels like a really long time. When was your first gig?
5: My first gig was The Fall of 93. Which when, when was
2: 94.
5: 94. Yeah, it was around because I remember watching Singled Out in my gross apartment on Franklin
1: (laughs) so many (laughs) people across from Gelson's so many people share that story (laughs)
2: yeah Uh, that area cleaned up nice
1: yeah 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 it did clean up nice thanks
5: Scientology the building is still a little shaky I think but it's hard to tell
2: yeah that's right that's right across from the UCB theater Mm, yeah for for people who aren't Los Angelinos yeah that's really funny that you watched uh, that you remember Singled Out
5: yeah so that was 95 right yeah yeah
2: yeah 95 um yeah, so Fall of
5: 93 it was a pilot MTV's first like narrative show called Dead at 21. Do you remember I remember
2: it? Dead yeah. at 21. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I was it uh I think there was a guy named Jack Noseworthy. Yes, he was the star he of the show. He was the
1: star of the show. Yeah. That's his real name?
2: Jack Noseworthy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember him. Dead at 21. Was that was it a ghost show? What was the show
5: about? It was actually a cool idea. It was if I I may not remember correctly, but it's the government ha- has inserted microchips in a number of young men across the country to use them as secret agents or some experiment. But the thing is, is that the the chip will kill you when you turn 21. And so this show kicks off and Jack Noseworthy is finding out that he's one of these government... this.
2: I and, he, know and, he, and he's got a right. fight to to save, to save his life before he turns. He has 21. to find out
5: like the secret.
2: So him. it's a, it's almost like an MTV Logan's Run in a weird yes. sort of way. Why yes. not go... Boy, their programming sure changed.
5: Yeah, <laughs> Why yeah, <not>? they've <laughs> really really expanded because now it's Teen Wolf, which
2: is yeah, Then sort of, um, Now their programming makes you feel dead at twenty
1: one. Right, right,
2: dead
5: at twenty one. Babies. <laughs> was that that wasn't on at the same time as single? That was pre- it. Was single? It,
2: it came on a little bit before, but I do remember. I remember working at the Beach House that summer.
1: <laughs>
5: and <up>. interviewing <laughs> Lisa Dean Ryan and yes! Jack
2: Noseworthy. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I absolutely did. Yeah. I literally did interview them at yeah. the Beach House sure. that summer, which I think was 94, which was uh-huh. right before Singled Out. I was I started a show wow. in the winter, and then it got canceled, and they had me VJ for a summer, and then I started Single Out in the fall. That I absolutely yeah. did Lisa Dean Ryan and Jack Noseworthy. You VJ'd for a summer? I did at the Beach House. Wow. That must have been so fun. It really wasn't. Really? <laughs> <laughs> because apparently by the time i got there i heard these stories about how in the old days oh yeah but mtv was very corporate by the time i got there okay. and so it was basically in this ta- this town in long island called quag and it was this house
5: oh so it wasn't
2: Wait, in the malibu, malibu it
1: wasn't like i thought malibu it
2: was, like... was 97 uh-huh um this was in 95 and Or 94. 90, 94, 95. Okay. And 94, I think. And so the this beach house was just this isolated house. They had, like, maybe 15 sexy extras. Sextras, let's call them. <laughs> um, and they made it. They would just crowd them into the corner of a pool and shoot it really tight. And it would be like, it's crazy here at the uh, beach house. wow. But it wasn't. And most of the time, the house was really boring and there was you know like maybe there was an nes system there but it was there wasn't really much to you would go hang out you would get there and go like it's gonna be fun to hang out here all day yeah it was just a house but like you weren't so
5: weird so there wasn't an actual party going on
2: no not at all they were very much and then when they weren't shooting if people started to get rowdy they'd be like hey 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 take it down tony because at what point did tony you
1: can. did you stop being polite and start getting real
2: <laughs> when i was on the real world <laughs> Um, yeah, and was that when
5: someone did it take them you know seventeen years to go Hey, see these these extras here at the New Jersey Beach House. Maybe we should just make a show <laughs> about them, and it would be wildly successful.
2: Well, by that point, Real World was already on. Real World premiered in like ninety two, I think. Right, and um, didn't
1: they aren't they haven't they said they're going to wind it down like they're doing like one or two more seasons and then.
2: But is Jersey Shore still on? No.
1: No, no, that that ended. The problem with Jersey Shore was they should have recast every year. Uh, That's yeah. what I think.
2: In the early days of MTV it was it really was sort of a like an indie kind of a free for all right. and then it got very Viacom Incorporated and, and and so I think at some point in the early days of the Beach House you could you know like at any given moment people would be jumping off the roof into the pool and then they were like liability yeah, liability yeah, 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 yeah. and so then it became a very 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 controlled environment. MTV tricked people in the 90s so hard.
1: Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing the Dave Matthews band going, "Man, that looks like a fun time." Where yeah. was that?
2: Was that that wasn't long ago. That might have been a spring break. Oh. That Spring Break, and if that was the case, it was it would have been in Panama City, Florida. Oh Jesus Christ!
5: (laughs) (laughs) All that stuff that back then, I was like, God, I just I wish I could be a part of that. Now it all sounds nauseating and exhausting. It was
2: very sterile, and if you worked a Spring Break, Mm -hmm. if they were MTV was so cheap that they would literally try to fly you out the same day that you worked if they could. Wow! So there wasn't really a, you know, truthfully, I think the people that probably had the craziest stories. Were the PA's because they were the ones that basically worked like twenty hours a day, right? And so they were kind of like in it all the time. Right. And so they were probably the ones that had all the crazy sex stories and right, drugs. Right, and stuff. Right. But if you were talent on the channel, or at least for me, it was very much like get in, get
1: out. Yeah. You know, where did they put you up in Panama City, Florida during spring break? It must have something sucked. across from a Waffle House oh, well, because really doesn't every doesn't other build, it down. every other building yeah. there was
2: a Waffle House and a strip club. Just in a in a in a, an alternating current. Dude, that uh. sounds so awesome. <laughs> it really was. I mean, I remember going one year to a spring break the year before I started working for MTV. It happened, they did one in San Diego. And I was like, I, I had the same reaction of you. of like, man, this is to be the life. Right, right. And then when I got hired by MTV, and I was like, shit's going to be crazy. Yeah. And shit was not crazy. Oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> shit was very controlled. Shit was very controlled. Because
5: also back then, like, Early, mid-90s, MTV was at a new sort of peak. It was really dictating a lot of culture. We were all sort of just locked in. Whether we admitted it or not, MTV was really sort of guiding a lot of young culture. Like, they grabbed the alternative music thing and just sort of then kind of just ran with it and created a whole new fervor around it. Yeah, they decided to kill hair metal.
1: They were like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: it's funny now because when you look at M T V is thirty two years old maybe no. so, and, and it and it really does kind of seem like a thirty two year old guy now where it's like at one point when it was in its twenties it's like, Hey yeah, this is you know Right. Hey, it was this.
1: never like that.
2: But then but now it's but well it's just that the programming was a little more effortless. Yeah. And I think now it's just like, oh, what are you kids like? Um yeah. uh, got girls like uh, the beach? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh. like it
1: just feels they could just run catfish all the time and I'd be happy.
2: God, oh yeah, show. that's right. That show does
1: pretty well I too. I love that show.
2: You ever watch
5: it i i i watched I, I've watched like I've sat down and watched like one of the marathons of it Watched, yeah. like seven in a row
4: <laughs> and, and I'm
5: just like what? it's always always just someone in a shack in yes. the back of a yeah. back lot of a house yeah. it's, and it's, it's always the exact same person
1: it really essentially yeah, they all they, they all sort of fit the same build. And uh, personality type and have the same insecurities. And it's always that person. But it the stays be- interesting. Yeah, there was one that I watched not maybe a couple of weeks ago, but the girl who was uh, kind of heavy herself. She was like, I love this guy. He's first, you know, first guy that's like, love me for me. And like, he's seen pictures of me and he's still into me and blah, blah, blah. And and uh, they're like, well, how many pictures do you have of him? And he's like, two. And they show the pictures, obviously, shirtless ripped guy. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, you want to meet him? Yeah, we'll take him over. So they get there, and the guy's just this huge guy. Like he's like, you know, six three, but he's you know heavy. He's a heavy kind of fat guy, and uh, the the girl just immediately shuts down and like doesn't want any part, yeah, of the fat guy. You
2: know what's interesting about that is that, <clears throat> well, first of all, the guys who cre- the the guys who created that show, um Nieve and Max. Henry and Rel, like the guys who directed (laughs) the Catfish movie, are fucking really great guys. I worked with them, and they're really, really good guys. So I'm glad that that show's doing well. But it sounds like the mechanism of that show is the moment, that end moment on Singled Out, when the contestants would spin and be like... (laughs) (laughs) "Ah!" And then you could just track, you could just watch... The disappointment just kind of like uh, flowed down like a waterfall from the top of their head, (laughs) just all the way down their limbs. You could just, it was just
1: like they just melted like a sadness candle. Do you think single out resulted in any marriages?
2: No. <laughs> no, not one. No, we tried to force a, uh, a marriage, like an did, engagement uh, on the Well, marriage? we did it. We did <laughs> like a Mahari. pre like pre-dating show, pre like reality dating show. Yeah. In like 96, we made this video called uh, The Dirt on the Dates. It was a VHS tape. Oh, I would get um, that. Yeah, sure. And uh, Jenny and I hosted these wraparounds for these couples that the idea was... We, it was basically what Blind Date ended up becoming. We, we we started at the moment where the couples saw each other yeah. and then followed them on a date.
5: And this is the date that they won on the show. That they won on okay. the show,
2: yeah. And... Uh, and it just... Uh, never it went well? It never went well. It was so engineered. <laughs> oh, Roger Lodge would have loved that. <laughs> well, people never came, people came on the show to win uh, fucking snowboards yeah, and, yeah, on yeah, TV. Yeah, they yeah, didn't, yeah. you know, it was just... What,
1: they weren't there for love?
2: They were not there for love. Was that, me, see, me.
1: that's disappointing. Yeah, you I'm guys. sorry. I didn't mean to take the blind date. Was terrific. Why did that disappear? That yeah, was there's incredible. no. It, it was there
2: for a long time. You, there's no reason the for time.
1: that not to still be there. I know. It's such the premise will never die. Roger
2: Lodge, I think, made a lot of money from that show because I think he had a piece of. God damn it! Have yeah, you ever the, worked in syndicated television before? No. The, if you can hit syndicated television right, there's so much fucking money in it. Yeah. The, oh yeah. I mean, like, like you hundreds of millions of right. dollars if yeah. you if you hit it right. Yeah,
1: it's, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld are billionaires because Seinfeld is still on all the time, and their <laughs> syndication deal was like two and a half billion dollars.
2: Well, that's even that's that's even a slightly different syndication setup than if you had a show that just lived in syndicate, like not a show that oh, went to... Like you're not, not second run syndication, like Arsenio like, Hall, like a first run syndication show, like Star Trek uh, like Next Generation, Oprah, oh. or. Um, Never Star Trek. Was Star
1: Trek syndicated? Yeah. Next Generation was syndicated.
2: Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: it was.
5: Yeah.
2: They made a shit ton of money. Oh, good for yeah. them. And that, that was cares. in the days where people were really making money. Do yeah. you ever would you ever wish like fuck why couldn't I've been on something in the 80s oh, where dude. they were just fucking shelling out music yeah. television like everyone just yep. piles of money? Oh my god. If I uh, uh, Yeah.
5: <laughs> do you ever do you ever think about the position you're in if you were in that position in 1987? Oh, I'd, I'd... I mean, good lord. <laughs>
2: It was just different.
4: It
5: was (laughs) very, very Uh. different.
2: I mean, it, uh, God damn. The the days of, um, hey, you got this one job and it changed your life, and then you went from zero to millionaire in a week. Like, nope. Nope.
1: You have a better chance of winning the Powerball. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. (laughs) It's kind of bummery.
2: But I do feel like that the current state of... Here's one thing that you wouldn't be able to do, because you, Adam Scott, work on a lot of really fantastic stuff. And in 1987, you would not have... First of all, the technology wouldn't have been available to do a lot of stuff that you do, but um, you would not have been able to do all those things because one network would have been like, well, you can't do anything else. You're just a TV guy. That's the
5: thing, is that now there's way more work and way more possibilities. And for kids starting out, you can just make a cool a video and put it on funnier Die, and if it's great then yeah Adam McKay will watch it, you know? Like yeah. if it's like really terrific. And so that kind of stuff wasn't available. So you know, in in a way I'm glad that we're here at this time because you're right, like we get to do all kinds of different cool stuff and no you're not making a ton of money, but it's super fun and and uh and I don't see it really changing. I, I, I see it expanding even yeah. more. You know?
2: Well, also, in the 80s, we had to have Simon and Simon so you and Ham could do the Simon and right. Simon. Right, <laughs> exactly,
5: exactly. Um, and also in the 80s, we all would have been coke addicts
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah would have <laughs> hey, no, a cold no yeah well it's a little congested. you want
2: some kleenex <laughs> yeah, you're looking a lot thinner lately thank you <laughs> <laughs> so glad you noticed yeah that's true we wouldn't totally i i really do feel it it is sort of horrifying to think that something now, i didn't i didn't i don't remember this shift from the 90s to the 2000s but something happened from the 80s to the 90s where like, the second it was New Year's 1990, mm. for some reason, culture was like, hey, are you from the 80s? Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> and then that was it.
5: I remember, like, Octoon Baby was, I know that was, like, late 91, but for me, that was, like, just uh, the 90s oh, sp- Really, It beginning. was such a signifier of this is a new, um, just a new look, and things are shinier and weird. And, and,
2: and grittier. And, yes. Uh, yeah. And not neon. Right. Right. And, and Bono's wearing those yeah, bug why glasses. Yeah, Why did
1: we notice that then? But now I feel like it all just sort of
2: I know I have an answer. Shift. I'll ta- i yeah. I have an answer. Because <clears throat> um pop culture is so unbelievably ubiquitous. That it's like at that time we were only getting pop culture from a couple of outlets, and so it was very easy to see like, oh, that's what's coming out of this pipeline, and that's what's coming out yeah. of this pipeline. But now we are living in the pipe, yeah. and so it's just like <laughs> everything's flooding by, and so it's you can't really identify one. Our culture isn't one or two things anymore. It's we're we're a, we're a collection of niche cultures, hmm. much yeah. in the same way that Los Angeles is a collection of small towns. Yeah.
5: That's like why MTV was so powerful back in the early mid-90s or late-90s even, probably. But Because um, that was the one funnel we all had. That was it. Like yeah. you
1: wanted to see the new Nirvana video or whatever. Yeah.
5: There was one place
1: to go. And they told you what time it would be on. Yep. And you would either tape it or watch it when it happened. Yeah. And, and, and if you they, didn't tape it, you're not seeing it again. And though. they
2: so missed it. You know, I don't know what happened, but... MTV so unfortunately missed the boat with the internet stuff, yeah. they just...
1: It was Viacom. I, I think get, that's kind of why. They were like, well, let's just do what CBS is doing, because... They could have expanded out and figured that out By the time ahead. they started
2: trying to figure it out, it was like, no, oh, no, the internet's well, cause already... Well, yeah. because MTV
1: could be Vivo, you know what I mean? Like, or, they could have been. Yeah, like just whatever, that music video destination mm-hmm. place.
2: And it was, you know, it was it was giant, you know, once again, like giant corporations not really understanding the you know internet culture and being like no no don't put your stuff there we can't yeah. make any money on it squash that squash that yeah. and then oh it's it's happening anyway without us yeah <laughs> unfortunately
5: that's still there's a lot of a lot of companies are owned by the by these big corporations and it's hard to get your stuff online and um a lot of the companies are still sort of archaic in that way it's really frustrating
1: um, well, because they're all middle-aged or older. Like, I mean, like, they're like, you know, guys in charge are like 65 years old. They're not
2: now. in the demographic of their consumers.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. That's why I feel like... And I say middle-aged because we're all living to 120 now.
2: <laughs> That's now... Thanks, medical science, technology. Hopefully yeah. science
1: catches up with us. I'm 400 years old. Oh, you, and look, you look great. Me. You
2: know, thank thank you. Honestly, We have missed out on so much audio. If you, told me, <laughs> if you told me you were a day-walking vampire, I would believe it. Because you look... You do. You have an age, really. People people thank say you. to me, like, oh, you have an age since six now and I go. Well, I see it, but you, Adam Scott, really have not aged. Thank you very Matt, much. Look at that hairline; it's fucking gorgeous. It's unbelievable. I would kill for that. You are hairline. set. Gorgeous. You're set gorgeous for the
5: rest of your life. Chris, you have the same hairline. No nah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that audio of me saying that? Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. We just played it back. That's going to be my new ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> are I, we? Are we the same? I'm age? Very, I'm very. I'm older than you by. Two
1: years. Okay. I'm very open about the fact that the day I can afford plugs, I'm getting them. You mm-hmm. know... This is just going too far back.
2: I, you know, i got to say, I've watched some of the videos online, and the science of it fascinates me. That was a, fr- a friend of my. A friend of mine had it done, and he explained the process, and I was like, I, I didn't know how it worked. Yeah. And he explained the process, and the idea is fascinating what to is me. What is it? How did they do they, it? Basically, there are two ways that they can do it. One way is that they... They either cut a strip along the base of your skull back here, like the the, the hard part of your skull, um, and they essentially harvest hair follicles and they replant them in the front of your head, yeah. and then it grows. Yeah. As if, it grows. Yeah, and it yeah. grows. And so, the trick, I guess, like when you see guys who've had it done, and you can tell it's they've had someone who doesn't who's more doctor than artist, and they just have that really weird, yeah. you know, like that yeah. John Travolta, like yeah, it just looks I, like he's wearing a that. Lego yes. hair, right but a good but i guess a good doctor yeah. as my my friend explained to me will figure out how to change the you know like make it look natural but the other way that they do it is they can also go in and pull out follicle by follicle and replant it foll- it's fucking the yeah. science of it is fascinating so they
5: in order to replant a hair though they have to find an open
1: follicle to plug it into or no. can you just no, stick it, it in their head stick it it'll go
5: Oh, that's so weird. Yeah,
1: it's like, it's so, it is interesting. And I've been thinking about it for quite a while, because this just keeps going, going, going. And the top of my, the crown here, the Rogaine's not doing everything I need it to do. Let me know if you do it, because I think it's fascinating. Yeah, no, of course I'll let you know if I do it. Why wouldn't I tell you? I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to make a secret about it. I say it on a podcast all the time. <laughs> I'm getting hair plugs. Deal with it. But you're going to keep it a secret. Yeah. From don't but just... there's
2: something about the there's something about hair plugs that makes it sound fake, but it's not fake. It's your actual hair. Yeah,
5: they just move it for me. It just sometimes looks fake when it's bad. Yeah, when, done.
1: It's, when done. it's
2: when it's badly done. Yeah. Like I remember,
1: I can remember the Dennis the old Dennis Miller show, the HBO show. When he would come out and do the monologues and then he would look in the monitor and he'd go, God damn it and then he would say, I'm getting hair plugs here and here and then you look at him now and you're like, Yeah, he did it. He did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. His hairline's a little bit thicker than it was and it looks good.
2: I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. I think it's well, I think I think the science shameful. of it's fascinating. But 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 Adam Scott will never have to no. do that. Unless he's in a chemical accident of some sort. Ooh,
5: what kind? Which is going to happen this afternoon. (laughs) What? Can we get audio of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Dennis Miller, I was in New Orleans this summer and I found an old, beaten up, talking Dennis Miller doll.
1: Oh,
2: I've seen that. (laughs) You've seen it? Was it it just Dennis Miller? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
5: But the great thing about it is that it was made sometime in the last 10, 12 years because it it says
2: uh, wildly right wing, uh, crazy shit. Did it not want to go off on a rant
1: here? <laughs> yeah, that is one of the things it says. Uh, the I saw one of those dolls at a Big Lots like five yeah. years ago, and I was like, should I buy that?
2: God damn it, Dennis Miller. I was so, you know, Dennis Miller was like my first great oh, comedy. Oh, the Off-White like, album. The Off-White so album is fucking, the, the Black and White album. It was Black and White, right? No, the Off-White, the off-white album. album. Yeah. But, but his second special, Black and White, yes. was the one where he's describing like the Merrill Lynch bull and it dragging, its the making the penile rivulet in the sand. And it's like, it was before he became really aware of himself. Yes. And it just, that third special, I was like, oh no, he, like, he went back to D.C., and he's one of those guys that I always um, – I met him at MTV when he was hosting the VMAs in 95 that year. Oh, and, my God. And yeah. um, Wow. And he was really awful to me. And it was like my first great comedy disappointment of like, I yeah. worship you and you're a dick. What did he do to you? he um, uh, He was rehearsing. And the cool thing about the VMAs is that you could just go sit and watch the bands rehearse. Yeah. Like, I watched, you know, I think Michael Jackson might have been on that year and, and live did and R.E.M. Did you watch REM and that awkward
1: and... kiss with Lisa Marie? No, no, that was
2: before I got yeah. there.
5: Oh, um, I think I went and sat in the audience that year. Did you? Is that when R.E.M. did Everybody Hurts into the fast version of Drive?
2: I don't remember.
5: Did Lenny Kravitz perform as well? He might have. See, you were, like, at work, and yeah. I was in the
2: audience feeling so psyched to be like in a nos-
5: <laughs> universal amphitheater?
2: No, no, this was in New York. This oh, okay. was at yeah, Radio yeah. City. One. Well, then forget it. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so Dennis Miller was... Um, Rick Overton was writing with him mm-hmm. and I was telling Rick the story about how Courtney Love had a meltdown on stage earlier in the day and Dennis was like, wow... <laughs> You're fucking making it worse, man. You're talking about her. That's what she wants. And I was like, I was just relaying a story to my friend. He was like, Yeah, man. You're not helping. It was like one of those. And but when you're sort of a young, nervous kid, yeah. and you're a comedy nerd, and then and a guy who is what he was, he yeah. like kind of smacks you down. You're just like.
5: Oh, I want to go disappear. <laughs> so essentially, what he was doing is just criticizing the way you socialize with your friends.
2: Yes, he was criticizing the way that I was retelling this story that anyone would retell of because course. she went fucking insane on stage and started yelling at her band because they hadn't finished setting up the equipment yet, and she was mad that her band couldn't wouldn't start playing. But they're like, we can't play; the instruments aren't plugged in. Yeah, and uh, and she had a tantrum on them. Hmm. So, but he was mad at me because he felt that I was perpetuating. Whatever. What they <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you
2: for being on my side. <laughs> I'm gonna go tell Dennis Miller a thing or two. I, I, I think you're right, though. I think Black and
5: White was the Off White album. I think Off White album was the audio was the audio version of the black because black... yeah, he shot
2: so. it in black and white. Was, he shot it in black and white? Right. Which was uh, an, an interesting thing to do, but it was hmm. that that album. I never actually saw Black and
5: White. I just had the album and just listened to it constantly. It's so it was so great.
2: Well, and I think people – I think what most people don't understand is coming out of the 80s comedy boom, th- there was so much like um, – I don't know. Like no, like a lot of people most, – most comics didn't really say anything. Like they were funny, yeah. but they didn't really say anything. Yeah. Like that 80s comedy was sort of like just entertain the audience at all costs. Yeah. And, you know, like you had your Bill Hicks, but, you know, Bill wasn't super front and center of anything. And right. so Dennis actually was – Making commentary yeah. in his set, but it was really funny, and the references were smart, and it just—I loved it. And uh, and then it just—I did such a 180. Yeah. Hmm. Well, he did a 180, well, and I followed.
5: You know. What do you people. mean? He's on Bill O'Reilly now. It's, <laughs> I mean, come on. it's great. Have you met any of your comedy? Who are some of your comedy idols? Um, Steve Martin. Have you I've, met him? Uh, yes. Um, I Steve Martin, Albert Brooks, and Letterman are like my. The trifecta of my um, have you met all friends? of them? Uh, not Albert Brooks, no. Wow. Yeah, I've seen him.
2: How was Letterman? Was he nice to you?
5: <laughs> yeah, he was. He was really nice. And uh, I even when I was backstage, you know, you wait, you wait backstage like any talk show. You wait to go on, and the the other guest is finishing. By the way, at the Late Show, it's it's so cool because it's not super um, um, uh, fancy. I don't know if you've been there, but it, yeah, it's, it's real. old. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and they don't, like, spruce your room up with, you know, it's like these little dinky dressing rooms, which is, to me, just so cool. Like, everything was yeah. cool. Um, but I was backstage, and and, and, uh, and Kelly rippa was finishing finishing up her segment, and when she finished, uh, Letterman looked over, and he, and, he, and he waved, just waved to me, like, oh, hey, how's it going? I'll see you in a minute or whatever. And I just just lost my mind. Just oh, the fact that you're so... in the room with this <laughs> God, guy. So great. Um, but yeah, then he was really great. He was really nice. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah. How, and how, how was Steve? Was he shy? Uh,
5: He was, Uh, he was, Uh, no, he wasn't. He was really um kind of normal and, um, uh, really nice and and just kind of normal and funny and great.
2: You know what it is is that you have a very good energy, like you have a cool, chill energy, and I think people feel comfortable around you. Maybe I, th- I was shitting my pants both times. <laughs> actually, we, we have audio of that. <laughs> <play>. Hi, Steve. <laughs> 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 it's so
1: weird that he actually, when he shits his pants, it sounds like Chris making a poop noise. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. That was it's it.
2: Really weird. Yeah.
5: Could you play it again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it.
1: Yep. Yep. Hi, Dave <laughs> <laughs> um it, yeah, I think Hi, Dave. It sounded just like Chris Hartwick. I don't understand why <laughs> <laughs> I think um I think unfortunately,
2: <coughs> I still have too much of the fan gene to be able to mash it down all the time, and mm, I think people yeah. sense that sort of I think sometimes people sense that kind of desperation of mm-hmm. fandom in me that um that can sort of put them off a little I'm bit. I'm good at
1: mashing it down. Yeah, not, you know.
2: to the extent where you sometimes insult people. Yeah, <laughs> like play it extra cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do that sometimes. I feel like,
1: like uh, if I just ignore them, then they then yeah. they'll think
5: I'm cool that I'm not like all over. But or people- just
1: arbitrarily. Say, I, one thing I do is like if there's somebody coming out on the podcast that I don't particularly know very well, yeah. I don't bother looking them up. Right, because I just like whatever. I'll just right, talk to you right. like a person. Right, <laughs>
2: but there is something where you know, especially with really famous people, where I think they're so used to. They're so used to people being like, Gleh. Yeah. And I think what can be off putting for them is that they are in the position of they know that someone expects something from them. Yeah. They know that someone expects them to be a certain way or fulfill this idea that they could never live up to, and I yeah. think it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. So when someone like you comes along and is like, Hey, how's it going? you know, and they feel like, Oh, okay, this is just a guy and we're guys. Yeah.
5: I don't know if if that's what I, I I don't know if that's what I did, but I just know they were both very polite and tolerated me for mm-hmm. a few minutes. Um,
2: what about you? What are your kind of comedy heroes? Steve Martin was the one. I mean, yeah. like the the, the, the albums <clears throat> I knew all the albums back yeah. to front when I was a kid, and um, you know, I, I think mine were the was, was the pretty basic stable of. I mean, it, there are no surprises. It was like the specials I watched were. You know, Richard Pryor live in the Sunset Strip or Eddie Murphy Delirious or mm-hmm. Kinison specials. Or I, when Emo Phillips came along, I was like, yeah, yeah. and Stephen Wright too, were just yeah. the two, oh my God, these guys are from totally. Yeah. But I watched all comedy. I had no, like, as much as I'm kind of a comedy snob now, I have, I had no snobbery back sure. then. I would watch, you know, uh, Redneck comedy, yeah, because it was mm-hmm. whatever made comedy, you laugh, like whatever, what you yeah, yeah, exactly. So, which those... is exactly what you should do yeah. when you're a kid is just watch absorb, it all. yeah, totally absorb everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, th- those are, I think, yeah, my influences, I think, are pretty like like what everyone's influences yeah. were, who are our age. Yes, yeah.
5: that first Kinnison album is so great. Uh, by the way, I can't find that anywhere. I mean, on Amazon is like four hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's nowhere. It's out of print and gone.
1: I'm guessing when torrent. when the movie comes out, when the biopic comes out, they'll yeah. probably re-release it.
2: I'm actually surprised that someone like Rhino or someone you know like yeah didn't, exactly. didn't release. Uh, I'm sure
1: it's like, I'm sure their family's like sitting on it. Maybe yeah, I think Do you think there's money. a torrent of it out there? Yeah, I'm sure there there's is. no yeah. question. Why yeah. am I not
5: just? I've been looking
1: because
2: that's illegal Adam yeah. why would
1: you do that yeah I never ever do that thanks for joining us Adam uh, he had to go <laughs> I did not watch the Homeland
2: premiere by the way on Torrent I do not do stuff like that well now why would you go out of your way to say that if you didn't I'm just making sure everyone knows I did not well, do that previously no one was suspicious
5: that you did well I could tell that was the next question so I just wanted to get it out of the way
2: Oh okay, I don't. Uh, you yeah,
1: I know, I didn't watch it.
2: Yeah, no, we are way on your side. So you haven't Thank seen
1: you. it. So if I were to ask you a question about it, you haven't. I seen I wouldn't it. know. Oh. I wouldn't know. Really? Um, Let's what would about Andy
2: What would a person use to, to? What what software would a person use to torrent uh, Homeland?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't even. I, I can't even. I haven't cracked up on a torrent in a long I haven't done it in a while.
2: I haven't I haven't either. It's
5: a pain in the tomato ass tomato
1: torrent, I think, was what I was using. Ah. It's a
5: pain in the ass because you inevitably get
1: like a chunk.
5: Seven to ten ones that are bullshit. Yeah. You have to like yeah. figure
1: it's it takes a while. Yeah, the uh the other thing too is like when you get yeah, when you get mislabeled, like you're like why would someone this weird porn video under the title right. of Top Gear I just wanted to watch Well Top now Ge- I have to masturbate <laughs> I... You win again <laughs> <laughs> You've done it Demon 93 You're
2: just jerking off on your other hand trying to type How dare you I can't believe you would think ah. <laughs> <laughs> You 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 And then Thank you <laughs> <laughs> Now to find Top Gear Oh Jeremy Clarkson Oh Jeremy Clarkson That's in early. a band. Here. Oh, Torrents man. of top gear. <laughs> <I love
1: it. laughs> See, that was the only way I could get it in two thousand two. Yeah. That shit was that was great.
2: What is your background? Because you seem
1: to have German? Irish? <laughs> what is, what I'm is, actually
5: one hundred percent I'm I was born and raised in Germany and moved here in uh no I
4: don't
2: know why <laughs> what what? Was, was, I up I mean, I mean like what's your what's your comedy background? Because I know you started as I mean like you've really you've acted in a lot of yeah. stuff, a lot of legitimate things. But you you know but you definitely so have So comedy your,
1: is not legitimate? No 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 I'm saying I'm
2: saying I, I mean like I'm saying like, but you definitely have your foot in also like uh, this sort of comedy world that we're all, this right. sort of UCB, alt right. comedy world that we're all a part of. Right. So I'm curious, was it always that for you or did you have a comedy background or was it just like, oh, I'm a funny guy and I'm an actor and it just sort of worked out? You well? know,
5: I, I never really did. I mean, other than growing up watching all the stuff we were just talking about and Monty Python and all of that, I just wanted to be like a serious actor and went to theater school and after high school and then moved here um in ninety three, like I said, and, and uh and just started like auditioning and doing guest spots and I just wanted to be a serious I, like, in the early 90s, I wanted to be Ethan Hawke and Stephen Dorff.
1: Like, that's what <laughs> everyone dressed <laughs> like them.
5: Yeah. And, you know, just yeah. um, like most young actors in 1994, yeah. I was just wanting to be those guys. <laughs> you had a
1: one-way ticket to Loserville, USA, I'll tell you that much.
2: <laughs> no, Ethan Hawke still does really awesome stuff. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He's he's great. Yeah. I, I know that, that Stephen Dorff, that mid-90s, like, the trench coat man oh, with totally. the collar flipping up, the cigarettes. Oh, yeah.
1: The boot. Hey man, we're all adults. You mean yeah. you mean like Simon Pegg dresses in yeah uh, yeah. scary. Yes, yeah,
2: it's sure. scary. Yes, yeah. That's exactly yeah. that's exactly that, that um, was our vision of that. Yeah, Ethan Hawke is still awesome. By the way, yeah, um, I'm he sure does.
5: Stephen Dorff is too. I, would, I don't know, I would, know
2: Stephen yeah. Dorff. I don't know Ethan Hawke either. But Ethan Ethan Hawke sort of. I feel like he could probably do you know he could probably do whatever not maybe not whatever but for the most part he could do what he wanted and but he picks these really cool little yeah. Kind of weird sciencey, Like Getaway with
1: Selena Gomez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but he did, the, he did the reverse vampire one, which was really cool. Yeah. And those Linklater before
5: yeah. Sunrise, those are great movies. Yeah. The, you know, like, you're not into them?
2: No, I am. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm trying to think of other stuff that he's done in the last few years. Like I don't... Assault on Precinct 13 is pretty good. It's good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that so, was uh, cool.
5: Yeah. Um, yeah, I like how he does the like, action movies. Yeah. And then little. Gattaca's yeah. great is awesome. Ethan Hawke. Um, good job, Ethan Hawke.
2: Explorers. Explorers is terrific, isn't it? Well, I, I, what I want to do is I want to hire a post house to recreate the last five minutes of Explorers because that's really where the movie fell apart mm-hmm. for me. It's fucking awesome up until that, until they go into that alien world and it's yeah. just like that, yeah, we're these weird aliens. Like, Man,
5: I haven't seen that in a long time. How do you think that would play for a six-year-old now?
2: I think it would play pretty cool because yeah. it's still there are things that the six year old would understand. They're yeah. playing with computers and they create this bubble and it's you know like I, I think they would. Do you I have think, a six year old, seven year old, right? Six seven. No, I
1: just like hanging out with uh, six year olds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a set uh, almost seven year old. Are you? Uh, uh, are you trying to show him like the things you saw when you were seven? I'm
5: starting to. I just got Goonies. Mm-hmm. I've sh- I've showed him all the Star Wars, of course, or the the three from when we yeah. were kids, and then uh, um. Uh, explorers I want to show never ending
2: story would be good yeah
5: I remember hating that when I was a kid though (laughs) really but I was like 12 so maybe I was
2: too old for it is that what it was
1: I didn't. Is it good? It. Is it I, didn't good? good? It I didn't like it. Listen,
2: I don't. I don't know if it was good. Yeah, but it was definitely something from my childhood that I watched a million. Times. You did okay. Show him Caddyshack. Fuck it. Just take them. I know. Straight to- <laughs> well, I do
5: want to show them Three Amigos because yeah. Three Amigos is kind of has a cartoony look. Yeah, and there's enough like fart jokes and hilarious. Yep. Visual things uh, that I think he would
2: actually enjoy it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I would. That, I I think Three Amigos is, a, is an excellent choice. Yeah, I mean, do you, have, that's do you one ever of think favorite. like
1: showing him like uh, like uh, any of the old, like Mel Brooks stuff or anything like that? Do you ever think maybe he, I mean I because that was sort of the age I you know. Spaceballs
2: I, would probably be the movie that a kid yeah, would
5: gravitate yeah.
1: toward the most. A six. I mean, I
5: could show him the fart scene in blazing saddles
2: sure. as far
1: as like yeah, yeah, yeah. in
5: the entirety yeah, yeah, of blazing saddles really, yeah. i'm not sure i either. was on this
1: morning i watched it this morning before i went to the gym blazing so saddles so i'd Fuck say
2: it. i'd say yeah i'd say that say- was so funny. Yeah. I'd say Spaceballs is probably the movie that a 6-year-old would like the most. Yeah, I think
1: you're right. Yeah.
2: Cuz of Pizza the HUD and yep. Barf and when I,
1: yeah, when I was a kid though, it was like PBS was like running a lot of like Sid Caesar show uh-huh. and like Marx Brothers stuff and that's sort of what I got into and then like I became obsessed with the Dick Van Dyke show when I was like 9. That show's great. It's the so Dick good. Van Dyke show was awesome. It's so fascinating to watch now a show with three acts and one story. Uh There's just an A story. There's no B story whatsoever and it plays for some reason. And it's just so simple and just so funny. And And Carl Reiner is there. When he, when he shows up, he's so fucking funny. Carl Reiner is so fucking funny.
2: Well, there there was a, that was that, the philosophical shift, like before a sitcom became its own thing, Mm -hmm. they was basically just televised theater. Yes, And so they basically had to write a mini play Every yeah. week. That's and what The then, Honeymooners and then, was. And then fucking it was, do it live. <laughs> yeah.
5: The Honeymooners was one set. Yeah. And I, I challenge anyone to find an episode of The Honeymooners that does not hold up or right. does not play. And
1: it isn't just. Well, when he threatens physical violence on his wife, I think that. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) He's going to punch her in the face Until she (laughs) flies I'm going to punch you so hard (laughs) You are going to break free from Earth's gravity Yes Now, you're going to probably have to travel At about 25,000 miles an hour I've done a lot of math on this (laughs) But it's going to happen Because I'm going to punch you so fucking hard
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then he brings out the If we can get the vertical thrust (laughs) Now again, this is going to be And Ed's like,
1: okay He's setting up the (laughs) Hey, you punched it pretty hard there (laughs) Now here's the problem We should be launching close to the equator but we're in new york (laughs) i'm gonna have to take it from this
2: i'm gonna have to punch you extra hard we're gonna we're gonna go to the top of the chrysler building
1: (laughs) oh god no but the dick van dyke show i think i think it's all on netflix now I i have the dvds of it but it's all it's all on netflix now so you should i mean i really recommend it to watch it's such a it's like a show it's a show about a comedy writer Writing television, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was, the, and then the, that's why when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. Hmm.
2: But the I Love Lucy to too, pretty. Petrie. My mom watched I Love Lucy, and so I watched that,
1: you know, pretty religiously. I just yeah. saw that. I just saw the Harpo episode of I Love Lucy not that long ago. Oh, where she dresses it's up like funny. Well, it's cool when you when they move to L.A. and they're in Hollywood, and you look out their apartment. They have that window, mm-hmm. uh, and you can tell the picture was just a picture someone took from standing on top of their stage at Paramount. Oh wow! Oh, that's of cool. The angle you can see the just right up to yeah, the, yeah. Your, yeah all, you see the, the Knickerbocker all. up there. You see oh, the, interesting. yeah. It's pretty cool.
2: Now you want to talk about? That's the time to have been a television star. Yeah, really. When when you know, like, twenty million yeah. people would watch one show. For sure. way more than that. Forty, right? more than twenty. Yeah. Forty,
5: all the time. Twenty was like Friends. <laughs> yeah, or Big Bang. Th- I mean, Big Bang Theory still pulling in those numbers. I would imagine Friends. I, I mean, it's probably easy to find out. but I'm sure Friends probably got like 25 million people every week. Was what? it?
1: I don't. Was know. Was it that high? I could be wrong. Oh, they probably did like a yeah. They probably did like a. Well, I don't know what the share would be. What is that a share? Like a fucking.
2: Well, the share. Do you know what the Do you know what the ratings? Do we know what the what the ratings numbers are? They probably got you like, get like a, the
1: two numbers. You yeah. Get... You get the share of the audience that was watching television that night. That's right. right? That's yeah, right. Yeah, you
2: yeah. have you have the like the like one number is like of total like percentage of total. Potential viewers. Yeah, they probably had like a sixty, and the share is like of the television yeah. sets that were on, they yeah. were watching this. You know, this percentage of sixty um, is pretty high. I don't know if anyone had a sixty well, share. Yeah, um, I would imagine they had. Like Ash did
5: for the demographic, they probably had like an eleven point five in the eighteen
1: yeah. to forty nine. You whatever.
2: know, and the sad thing is, is like it ain't going back.
1: No, no, <laughs> like no It's
2: just, it's just a constant.
1: You know, the it's only like, thing that goes up every year is the Super Bowl. That's really the only thing that goes up every year. It goes up? Yeah. Yeah about like it started friends started
2: with 15 million and then it ended at like 21. Mm. Jesus Christ. If you had a show if Parks and Rec did 21 million viewers, ah! you yeah. amazing. You would be doing that show
1: forever. forever. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean look, The
5: Big Bang Theory, they they why would they ever stop making that? I mean they 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 get friends ratings yeah. now. Yeah. And that's like uncanny, like, you. that's so admirable that they are able to, yeah. I don't know how
2: CBS yeah.
1: has cracked some sort of code that yep. we will never all figure out. But they, they did you see Mayim Vialik and uh, what's her face? What's the other girl Kayleigh? on that show? Melissa no, Rouch. Yes. They just got a raise to 60000 an episode. They were only making 2000 an episode. They weren't making 2000 That's not possible. No, they were making probably, no, probably 20000 20. Oh, no, no, no. That's not possible. Yeah, I read it. Oh, the scale. Yeah, you're probably right. That's not possible. They, would, li- they wouldn't have made two. I was grand like, a week. this no. doesn't seem right. No. Entry entry level. But anyway, they did get a raise. To 60, entry level
2: 000. for a sitcom for even unknowns is like fifteen to twenty. Yeah. Like they wouldn't have. It must gotten, have been twenty. Then. It must have been twenty. It I wouldn't was have like, been that two. That is bonkers. Two is internet money.
1: I thought and it was two like, is yeah. good internet money. Yeah, no, two is great <laughs> internet money. Uh, <laughs> That's not. That but wouldn't... I was like, that doesn't make any sense. No, but they did just get a raise of sixty thousand dollars, and sixty is still. I mean, is still nothing compared to what. The other three are making. But
2: you know what's funny is that you know when it's like whenever this sort of salary disputes happen, and then people go, uh, "Oh, the poor actors aren't." It's like that money's not going to an orphanage. Otherwise, yeah, that <laughs> show is making a billion well, well, dollars. Guys. Guys. <laughs> we were gonna give it this all to charity, but it's it's the only know, it's the there. only time people ever like people ever side with a corporation. Like that money's just gonna go to a fucking corporation. They're making the money.
5: But also, with a show like that, that's generating all that money, those actors deserve that because they're they have a they're, huge hand in the success of course the show they do. and of course they, they are they. making that company is making so much money
2: and and thing. every one of those actors represents that show just in their lives like it doesn't yeah. just end when they leave work like right. they are those characters they are those people non-stop and right. so they should they should get to share and it's basically i think of it more as like a profit share as opposed to i'm a spoiled yeah. actor who wants money yeah you
5: know? yeah um I, I think the thing about the ratings never kind of going back is is there's something good about it in that we get shows like Breaking Bad or Parks that, mm. I mean, Breaking Bad now is kind of broken open, but shows that don't get these huge blockbuster ratings, but since the new normal is a bit lower and and, and the, the audience is so much more spread the, out. The new normal got canceled. No, no <laughs> yeah, no, I'm talking specifically about the television show The not Um that, uh,
1: that shows like that survive much longer than they would have, you know, ten years. Yeah, ago. that's true. Like they would, I, I was surprised when I looked back at the numbers of how long they kept Scrubs on the air. Yeah, because that show was only pulling in like seven million or eight million. Yeah, but even I mean, looking at that now, that's like huge. That's a yeah, huge yeah. number.
2: Yeah, and I also, uh, uh, it's also kind of cool that when networks are sort of recognizing, like, well, numbers are smaller and things. So they're starting to embrace the fact, like, they'll want you to do Adult Swim stuff. They'll want you to be at as many places as you can be because anything that you do that elevates helps the show. Yeah. And that is a fundamental shift in the old days of, like, you work for us, and if you work for anyone else, you will never work in this town again. Yeah,
5: it's crazy. I, I remember when I started Parks, I asked and... There was a thing about like you can only do three guest spot things for other shows per year or something like that. But I don't think anyone cares or pays attention to that at right. all because I think everyone just figures everyone should just do whatever they want and can only help the the network show or whatever. So yeah. I don't think anyone – I think that's an kind of archaic old thing and no one even applies And I would imagine
2: with Party Down, they were probably like – Hey, do whatever you want. Just as long as you can show up to work these days, then yeah. fine. Do whatever yeah. else you want.
5: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I back when Party Down was actually on, no one was watching it. That kind of like the audience found it Afterwards. after it was canceled. Yeah. yeah.
2: How much stuff do you? Um, <clears throat> are you writing stuff as well, or how much stuff are you?
5: Um, I don't. I'm not really a writer. Uh, I mean, Paul Shear and I wrote the. Um, greatest event mm-hmm. in television history stuff together um and um the the kind of making of documentaries that come before the, it's a i should say the greatest event in television history is this show that my wife and I created on Adult Swim where we um recreate opening credit sequences from like 80s television shows and then uh me and Paul Shear sort of write these making of documentaries that precede the the actual thing so But writing is a loose term with those in that we we come up with something and then we we do we shoot it. But we also we get awesome actors in there and everyone kind of improvises. And so my contribution to write writing is is pretty loose. Paul is uh, an actual writer, so he knows how to sort of um, really do it. I'm I'm. I, I take a really long time, but I do find it satisfying once I'm done. But actually doing it is is I'm your I'm wife's the writer, lazy. isn't she? No, no, she's a producer. She's a producer because yeah. I know she worked on Andy Millanakis and yeah. she's yeah Kimmel yeah. And, and Kimmel yeah. yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, so no, but I I I found working on those really fun, and Lance Bangs and I directed them together, mm-hmm. and so I found that I to be really really fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that's uh, writing um. I don't know. I don't know if I would ever have the attention span to really sit down. I would, I, I would love to 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 be a writer. I just don't know if I'm uh, smart or calm enough to actually
2: get it done. Well, it just sounds like it just sounds like because I think you probably have no shortage of good ideas. You would just need to get paired with someone who could sit down and actually like For sure. help you craft the thing or just actually do the typing. And yes. Like, yeah. what if we do this? Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, can yeah, I yeah, pick yeah. some ideas? And gets you know. easier
1: once the bones are there. Yeah, and you sort of. Can work, fill that out. Yeah, I'm good at filling out bones, guys. You like it? I love it. Like look, it at I love look at me, I love looking at those bones. I love filling in. them up.
2: Fill it up. But I think the I think the new I think the new um, sort of perfect career is kind of the Will Ferrell model of, hey, I kind of do whatever I want. Like yeah. you know, if he wants to make an internet video, he makes an internet video. If he wants to do a, a movie in Spanish, he just does a weird mm-hmm. movie in Spanish. If he wants to do a blockbuster movie, he'll do a big movie. Like I, I he really. Whenever I see that guy. I don't ever I I don't ever think someone probably made him do that I think yeah he probably just wanted to do that you
1: know like the old Milwaukee commercial
2: yeah exactly he just wanted to do (laughs) it
5: that's one of my favorite things (laughs)
2: and I think that's the perfect I think that's the perfect kind of career to strive for now as opposed to the old days of like oh I want that one I want to be on Friends you know now it's
1: like Chris it's not going to happen it's
2: never going (laughs) to happen no matter how Matt Perry like I was in the 90s Um, (laughs) weren't we all (laughs) Could I be anymore like Matt Perry? <laughs> but uh, but just the idea that, you know, our, our careers now aren't just one thing. It's a bunch of things because we are a product of short attention span media. And yeah. so, therefore, our careers are these kind of like, I have like five w- weird little jobs. Yes. But they make up this one career that I love. It's true.
5: And I will say that while it's really cool, it's exhausting. It's very exhausting. Because you do feel like you always have to be doing something. Mm-hmm. Um I always feel like if I don't have at least three things going, then there's something wrong. And it is exhausting, but it's also great because it's, it's you know, I've waited 15, 20 years to be busy. And so finally, in the past few years, I've been busy. It's terrific, but I am sort of tired. and uh, But I, I don't think I would want it to
2: change or be any other way, but... Boy, can you imagine what it was like to work on Cheers, like, just mid-run? Where oh, it's like, I always imagine Yeah, hey, you kind of go in, you work from 10 to 5, and then... No, you, you c-
1: That was shot before a live studio audience. You didn't even work 10 to 5.
2: No, no, but during rehearsals. You would, oh, sure, would rehearse yeah. during the week, and then yeah. they would probably shoot Friday nights or whatever night they shot, and then, you know, they work uh, 20 weeks a year, and then they just have, like, four months off, and yeah. they don't do anything, right? Yeah. because they know they're coming back in the fall to their giant TV show. But also, when you're
5: on Cheers, you finish a a four hour work day and you don't have to go fucking shoot some internet video right. because you, right? someone did you a favor. So you need to go yeah. do theirs.
2: You don't need to you feel like you, a, you yeah. don't have to go do a podcast.
5: Right. You don't have your adult swim project <laughs> that you have to give notes on or whatever. You, you're, you you're good. You're getting a
1: lot of money and you can just go relax and malibu. But I think Ted that's... Danson was always running from podcast to podcast. Yeah. yeah,
2: he would. I feel like Ted would. Ted Danson seems yeah. like the kind of guy like he yeah. would, like he seems like a cool yeah. guy, but it's funny to hear you say like, oh, the 15- or 20-year career, it is sort of staggering to think of it in those terms. Like, when I really sit down and go, like, oh, shit, it's been a long time. But I think that's what's – I think that is the foundation of a career that will last is, rather than getting the overnight thing, is if people just discover you because of Parks and Rec and then they start connecting the dots and they're like, oh, he was in this thing and he did the Piranha thing and he was in this and – oh, my God, go – and then they – all of a sudden realize that you've you've been there the whole time right <laughs> hiding in plain sight hiding in plain sight <laughs> like Gus Fring right i di- i did i think i said this on the show the other night but it is very funny to me that when you think about like what a head trip it must be for the albuquerque of breaking bad where you go hey did you hear the chemistry teacher was a drug kingpin <laughs> What? Yeah, he had to knock off the previous drug kingpin who was the guy who owned the chicken restaurants. Right. That super polite guy. What? Yeah. And then their lawyer was the guy from the yeah. bus stop ads and the TV. <laughs> like every, like
5: everyone That's is... why it really, really holds up that it became such a national story is because not only when you connect the dots like that, is it a great story to kind of email around to your friends but when then they're connected to essentially the bill gates of today it becomes front page of new york times well
1: i love but it would charlie rose would not be on at that time of the day i'm just saying (laughs) 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 he's got
2: a point um a hole
1: right in there (laughs) (laughs) get vince gilligan on the phone vince let's talk about charlie rose's airtimes
2: well, it was just...
1: Sp- I understand the public broadcasting system. They can sort of tweak with the they schedule. They can do whatever uh, they want. And also, I'm sure it was a local
2: affiliate. Hey, look who just got here for the last two minutes of the podcast. Jonah,
5: <laughs> Jonah. <Day>. Good <laughs> one, Adam. That's a really funny
2: story. Well, He's been here the whole time. He's what's here your here favorite Sunday? Just like you. You've been here the whole time, Jonah. Yes. Um, Jonah had an audition. Did you like some apple? Yes. Jonah had an audition or a serious. meeting or
3: something? No, I'm serious. I tried to grab it. You pulled it
5: away. I was at a audition. Take it. All right. Let's keep going with this bit. Okay.
3: <laughs> so is he going to take a bite? Should I? Is this a thing? No. We've all taken bites. Yeah.
2: Listen, if you want to be in the club, you would take a bite. If you I don't do. want to be in the club, just don't chew into the microphone if you okay. do take a bite. We're all going to press we'll our penises bite. against it. None right. of us took a bite, Not man. one person
3: except me.
2: Fuck you, man! So now man.
3: we've kissed. You stupid piece of shit, Jonah! I'm sorry. This is what you get. He's to... a guest. I have to fucking go with it. <laughs> I guess that's true. Where were... No, you, had a... you said you had an audition or something. No, no, it was a meeting for uh, the Meltdown Show. Oh, so nice. So I was just with friends of yours, Mike Rosenstein and Lance Bangs. Ah, yes. Yeah. We Wonderful were just talking people. about Lance Bangs. Yeah. I was just with them. Nice. Did yeah. they ask about Adam? Why didn't you bring them? Because they had other things to do. Yeah, Lance, what's their problem? Yeah, yeah Lance had to fly to a few different cities before going to
5: <laughs> He is always on an airplane <laughs> yeah, with yeah. A, a lot of camera equipment.
3: Yeah, just hard drives and shit. And he's flying yeah. to Anchorage, Alaska tomorrow. Of course he is. Yeah, yeah of course. To, like, shoot yeah. some skateboarders. Yeah, <laughs> Todd Barry and some skateboarders. Uh-huh. And some, <laughs> I and would some young rappers
1: from Fairfax. I would watch that show. Every day. Todd is a skateboarder. Hey, man, what do that half yeah. thing, yeah. man. Hey, <laughs> man. <laughs> nice. 360? You really nine, got nine that 20?
2: board up yeah. there, man. Why don't you pop shove it? Nice Ollie, man. Uh, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see
3: Todd. I'd love to find out that Todd Berry is like an awesome skateboarder oh, and that, would that we be just great. didn't know. My favorite Todd Berry store is I was at a, a bar in New York um, and he, was, uh, there was a girl right next to me at the bar and he goes up to her and starts on her shoulders doing that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Excuse me? He's like, I'm a drummer. (laughs) Do you know who Yola Yola Tango is? And she's like, no. He's like, you're last.
1: And then walked away. And they got married.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes, That's great. And quickly divorced.
1: That same night.
3: Yes. Also, I used to work with your wife.
5: Yes. On My wife was Jonah's boss on the Andy Melanaka show. I made her life
3: real hard. Why? Because I was bad at my job. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I was the writer's assistant on Andy Melanaka show, and she was uh, the production coordinator, I think is the title. I can't remember. I don't... I'm not sure. She was in, like, it's like, basically, I was the guy that was supposed to kind of break down the scripts of what was she happening. She may have been, like, the line producer or something, yeah. She's just
5: kind of sort of in charge of yeah. the pro-
3: parts of the production. She was, like, you know, the one, like, that had to, you know, I had to provide her with information that she would use to make the show run smoothly, and I could not do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you, it's your fault that the show didn't last? It lasted a season after me. I got fired. It It, it was two seasons, right? Three seasons. That was the second season. The third season was out here. I don't know if she worked on that season. No. no.
2: Yeah. What else? Do it. What else? What else are you bringing to the table, Jonah?
3: I think I brought a lot. (laughs) I got a bite of an apple. I told Todd Berry's story. I mentioned Lance and Mike. And then I told a thing that connected me and uh, Adam. So basically, you just did an entire show's worth of connecting in
2: two two and a half minutes. Yeah, I think so.
5: (laughs) Do you feel good about that, Adam? Yeah, I think he really kind of sat down prepared, polite. Mm -hmm. Took a bite. Mm-hmm. I'm satisfied. Mate, yeah. got,
3: we had a personal connection to you. Very personal hey, I worked with your wife. It was like a miniature Nerdist podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> was, like a miniature Nerdist or Chris Hardwick interview. Welcome to Nerdist Bite B-Y-T-E-S. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can just take this one out and put it on its own. And you actually take a bite. Yes. Exactly. How? That's how it starts. That,
1: that sound effect. That's why I thought you would call it Nerdist Bites originally. Really? Yeah, I thought you were really just working in a section of the podcast where somebody took a bite of something. Guys, I like homophones. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> that's really good. Really I think good. a good homophone... Can What's drop that? What's a homophone?
3: He's scared of phones. It's two. Oh.
2: <laughs> that means I only fuck phones. Yeah. Oh. Um, a homophone is our uh, two words that sound the same but are spelled differently.
1: Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. Why is um, why is that not uh No we just right. we just need more of Adams on audio. Mm. <laughs> I'm just I'm <laughs> that, it, that was it. That was it. <laughs> That's what <laughs> was needed, it
4: needed,
1: right? That was it? Okay, great. Do you have
2: any do you want to plug anything? I have
5: a movie coming out on October 4th called ACOD, which stands for Adult Children of Divorce. It's, uh, I'm in it, and Amy Poehler, Jane Lynch, Richard Jenkins, Catherine O'Hara. Jesus Christ. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Clark Duke, Jessica Alba. Um, I hope I'm not leaving anyone out, but it's a fu- really funny uh, comedy with all those terrific people in it,
3: you and Clark were just in a hot tub, right? Hot
5: tub time machine, yeah. Part
3: ghost. You've done yeah. a
2: lot of fun stuff. Like it's a pretty. If there's a if there's kind of a cool thing, like even the even Piranha, like that was a yeah. fucking fun. I, I my friend uh, my friends Pete and Josh wrote. Oh um, yeah,
5: Piranha. yeah, they're they're really cool. I didn't meet them until the premiere, but they're they're really really cool
3: guys. Really yeah. cool guys. Yeah. That was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. When you like you, like when you hopped on the uh, I think it was a Wave Runner. Yeah, like that, that was just like it was so it was you were so serious. Yeah, it just really made the movie right there.
2: It's a perfect way to do to do that kind of that kind of movie of, just make it, just make it, and have yeah. it be fun. Yeah, and have Cherry O'Connell's dick come at you that in three D. <laughs> I think it's
5: tricky to market. I still haven't seen someone successfully market a a horror movie that's sort of like horror comedy is really tricky to sell to the public because you want people that go see horror movies they want to be scared so if you tell them it's a little tongue-in-cheek they're gonna stay away but if you sell it as a horror movie and they go and it's sort of campy like piranha was they so like it i've never quite you know, remember Slither? I
1: loved yeah. Slither. Yeah. Slither yeah. James Gunn, yeah, 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 it's so
5: good. But they they also didn't know how to get that out there.
2: Yeah, I think it's um, I think movies like that always end up finding, yes. like the audience always end up finding them for sure. Yeah. Um, because that's just a total word of mouth. Like, yeah. the, if sixty percent of the audience didn't get it, the forty percent that did will fucking lose their minds. Yeah, and then I think that's where it starts. Maybe we too. should
1: go back to those uh, post screening movie commercials they would have remember like they would shoot people outside of a theater having just seen the movie oh yeah (laughs) it was so great can you believe it i I like horror but i also really like comedy too (laughs) this movie (laughs) was from my alley
3: (laughs) (laughs) go see this now
2: do you
1: know lance (laughs) (laughs) Bangs? i love lance banks (laughs) i love him
3: that seems weird who shot that Lance. Lance. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) where was that minnesota (laughs) he just flew there there for that i love beards
5: (laughs) Well thanks for being here at Oh Scott. thanks for having me. I've, I've uh, wanted to come for a very long
2: time. I know time. I I feel like you know every once in a while I would bug you on Twitter and I always feel bad about bugging people because I know that I am one of Probably a hundred people that week that's like, hey, Adam, will you do this thing? Hey, can you do this thing? No, I love the show, and so I've wanted to do it. That's the other thing about like when you do a bunch of different things, and everyone's like, oh, Adam will do it, because I saw him do that other thing. He'll do it. A lot of people are like, hey, hey, will you do this? And you have to learn how to say no to things, I'm sure. I felt felt
5: bad, because I think it was Halloween, like three years ago, my kids and I went trick-or-treating at your house. Oh, that's right! And we talked about doing Nerdist, and that was, I think.
2: Three three Halloween's. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Because I still lived. I don't live in that house anymore. But yeah, that was right, right up above, above the UCB, and there was that big kind of. It was yes. right at like the sixth. Are you way still in that shitty
1: Franklin apartment?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I go,
5: I go trick or treating in the nice <laughs>
2: neighborhood. Yeah. I drive down to Hancock Park. Kids, we're going <laughs> right. up the hill. Kids, we're going yeah. up the hill. Yeah, so I'm glad we were finally able to make it. For work. sure. And, for sure. Uh, and thanks for doing Talking Bad the other night. Oh yeah,
5: that was so fun. It was it was crazy having to hold on to that information all week. Seen, you I saw the episode and on no, no. Tuesday. Oh, oh. oh wait,
2: yeah, I can't do that. That was tough. You really I, have it, I haven't stuff. seen the finale yet, but you can if you want, right? Um, actually, they probably won't give it to me till Friday, but I will wait till Sunday to watch yeah. it because I can't. It, it's I'm afraid of either accidentally blurting it out, or and I'm also a bad liar. So if people start going, does this or this happen, and I'm like, I right, no, yeah, please yeah. don't look at you me. Gotta
1: be so mad if they just air the Dexter finale.
2: Uh, yes, I would be very <laughs> mad about that. Yeah, I, I found that like at work word spread
5: that I had seen it on Tuesday and people just started hovering around me.
4: (laughs) They (laughs) didn't want to
5: know anything, but they just wanted to look at me and see
3: like what can... my
2: reaction was to show yeah. me it was How's he really feeling weird. can you tell? Yeah, yeah. They don't want you to say anything, but they just want to know if from your energy they can yes. figure out yeah. what happened. That's exactly what it was, yeah. yeah. Um but it's uh yeah, it's gonna be over and it's gonna I'm sure it's gonna be a fucking bummer. Then what yeah. do we
3: talk about then what am I gonna talk to anybody about? Well, I, I don't know.
2: What did you
1: t- think of the Breaking Bad finale? <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: how long can that last? Well Years. then we all
1: just start watching Rizzoli and Isles, right? No. no we
3: talk <laughs> we start talking about Ray Donovan <laughs> You've already started talking about Ray Donovan. I'm on the fucking ship. I'm going to be one of those guys at the forefront of the, the Ray one, Donovan craze that's going to guy happen next talking year. About Ray Donovan. Next Donovan. Se- next year, there's no there's going to be no shows for people to talk about. Dexter's gone, Breaking Bad's gone. Mad Men'll be on. No one's going to be yeah. talking about. It. There's Man. one more season of Mad Men. That's true. The Mad Men
2: have never been everyone, a speculative
1: Everyone is going to be talking about hostages. You should have <laughs> <laughs> Those posters look like the Tommy Wiseau of the room poster mm, but do. with an American flag around their mouth. You, you would you you should be on Mad Men. You you would make
2: a good like you seem like a like a, a 196 like early like a, 60s like a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just slicked your hair down, you'd be a really cool like well, now oh, young account executive that's threatening we're, we're Don Draper. To 70s, though, now
5: man. it's 70s.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say you like You got some sideburns? Yeah, hey, yeah. I, I can grow sideburns <laughs> all fucking yeah. day, all yeah. right? You played a, like a like like a kind of a wheel and dealing guy in a Aviator. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you can do old timey. Yeah. That's much older. Like, 1930s, yeah. 40s, I guess. Yeah, I think you that know. must have been. No. Does it feel any different when
2: you go to do, like, The Aviator or you're going to shoot something for Adult Swim? Does it, like, mentally are you in the same kind of place? Or are you like, oh, I'm going to be much more careful on this giant set oh. with all these giant actors? Yeah, it's totally
4: different.
5: <laughs>
2: Scorsese versus
1: yeah. Adam McKay.
5: Oh, it's totally different. Like, I was so... Like, I had a really small part in The Aviator, but... I was there like all summer just cuz they would need me like for 2 days here and Oh film. So, yeah, so I was just like, sure, I'll be there. I'll stick around. I don't care, whatever, and I would yeah. just go to that set and hang out and watch it. Oh man. It was man. amazing.
2: That's really cool.
5: Yeah, I I remember absolutely everything. I didn't like it was all so crazy
3: that it's, you know.
1: It was 10
5: years
3: ago now. It's weird. That's oh, fucking wow. right. Yeah, they came out when I was still working at the Arc Light. No. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw that in Lowell, Massachusetts, in a movie theater.
3: Well, congratulations, Adam Scott. Thank you. Congrats to you guys
5: too. Thanks. When are you doing
2: another live show? Pretty soon. Eh, What are we doing? Well, you and I are performing in Boston on this weekend. Yeah, and then um, it's I'm not performing again until December out of town because my I'm starting a new show and that I have to work Monday through Friday. Talking Dead? No, no, I'm doing a show for Comedy Central, and it's it's a the Nerdist show. No, No, that was that was BBC America. I'm doing a midnight. This is other show. Oh, a midnight yeah. talk show. A midnight. Yeah, it's it's a fake game show. Um, oh, great! For, hey. it, so it'll be on Monday through Thursday. So awesome. I will not. Uh, the game's real. I will not. The game is real. Yeah. The game is real. Uh, you'd be great on it, by the way, if you ever uh, we will talk about it. Sure. See you yeah, again. Do it. Dad, yeah, if I'm, to already, do that, here, I'm favor. already assaulting you with stuff. Do that favor I'm already him. assaulting you with stuff. Hey, I don't want to do the thing over here. <laughs>
5: Jesus Christ, why'd I come on this podcast? <laughs> hey, no, animal, uh, you wanna... no, count me in. That sounds fun, even though I
2: know nothing about it. Hey, I'm <laughs> shooting this video. Will you please be in my video? Hey, I <laughs> uh, you be. Please... Uh, that's why I feel bad. I feel like I just. That's the other problem, is that I feel like I have relationships with people where I'm the guy who's always like. Hey, do you want to do this thing? Rather than why don't we just hang
5: out like fucking friends? Believe me, d- doing the greatest event episodes, the one thing I learned is asking people to come do your thing is hor- horrible. It's excruciating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's ho- I-, I hate it. It's 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 horrible. because yeah. yeah. you don't you you don't want them to feel like oh, really this is when I get a call from you when yeah. you need me to come do a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah, my my thing that I try and do is I try and ask them to do it if they want I I don't ask them to do it I ask them if they want to do it but no matter what it always just sounds like I'm just asking them to do it and, yeah, and yeah. it's weird so I just don't never want to ask people to do things Do you have people ever. to
2: ask for you do you have like did you have bookers on the show No it it was just me and my
5: wife so I just emailed everybody and you know it, it was totally fine but I just I had never had to
2: do that before, and so I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, no wonder everyone Okay, so just really quickly, how yeah. how do those emails go? How are they structured? Is it the, hey, how's everything been going? <laughs> how's the family? Will you please do this? <laughs> do you front load it with the ask, or do you bury the ask with some pretend I want to know what's going on? Bury that
5: I, ask. I, I think I pretty <laughs> much get it.
2: right to it, just because
1: yeah. Yeah.
5: other than just like, hey, how's it going? Uh, um, just sort of a, a little sort of chit-chat, but I think I kind of get right to it, because then I have to, like, attach links to the old episodes so they know what it is. Because <laughs> also I have to explain what it is in the first place, which is, you probably have to do that sometimes too, where you kind of explain what it is, and that's, you, and then you have to just cut and paste it from the last one you did, but you want to, you know. Then <laughs> you forgot to, to replace the name, the name. Right, yeah. right, right.
2: Listen, if you if you ever do those again, I, I would, I please let me, in, I, I want to do the Greatest American Hero Oh, that is so such, bad. A,
5: such a good... Oh, yeah, who did we have cast in that? You and, um... Remember we oh, did it? Oh,
2: it was someone... Who was,
5: someone made the poster online.
2: They did? Yes. I don't know who it was. I don't know who the other person was. It was you
5: and, uh...
2: Boy, oh, boy. I have the suit. Yeah, I remember. You really? I do. I used to do that. Boy, did I bit. love that Lombarders. show as a kid. Good... It's fun. The show, it's on Netflix. Yeah. It's, oh, is it? it? Yes. <laughs> it's such a fucking great idea for a show, and I think the problem with the show is that... They did what would naturally happen, which is he gets really good with the suit. Yeah. But then it's not funny anymore yeah. because he's just, he's a real yeah. superhero. Great theme song. Oh, yeah.
1: the yep. best. The best. Believe it or not, George, George isn't, isn't at home. home. Please leave a message at the <laughs> <B>.
2: <laughs> Who could it be?
3: Yeah, you used to wear that when you did Hard and Firm stuff, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, M-Bar. Yeah, that's back when I used to be fat, and Patton
2: was like, uh, I saw it like a couple years later. He was like,
3: oh, man, that was really funny. You used to do that bit with the Grace Mercura, and you
2: had that pillow in your shirt. And I was like, oh, that pillow was my stomach. And he was like, no, no. And then I watched him kind of backpedal. I watched it happen. He was like, no, no, man. I, I couldn't have been because you oh. – Oh, yeah. man. No, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You were much
5: heavier, like, doing stand-up and stuff. Yeah, I like, was, like,
2: 30, 35 pounds many, heavier. Many mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not drinking 15 beers a day and eating pizza at 3 o'clock in the morning apparently
3: mm-hmm. helps you Works. lose. Yeah, apparently Those not having more. fun yeah. makes That'll you lose
2: weight. Okay, well, that's one that's one way to look at it. <laughs> that's okay. way to look at it. All right.
5: <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, um, The next greatest event in tv history is on november 7th
3: oh
2: good oh, oh there we on go on adult swim
3: november 7th nice. adult swim next great tv history do you reveal what the show's going to be or do you uh no not till it
2: airs yeah okay or we'll try last time someone someone leaked it that, was Lance. Up. Yeah. that and acod <laughs> and uh and yeah here? and when's and parks and rec back uh thursday night, thursday uh, night. the 26th someone's yep. got some stuff adam scott
5: Got some stuff coming down the pipeline, guys. <laughs>
2: gross. <laughs> so gross. You can't even do it as a joke Another for a worst. minute. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't. That's a back metal. Yeah, pipeline's full of
3: shit. <laughs> Believe it or not, enjoy your burrito.
4: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.
0: Murder on My Mind. A new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus